This is 52 Gifts, and I'm Bernadette, here to tell you about my big, little project to bring more smiles to the people in my life by sending them the perfect gifts. For birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, or mainly just because, this is where I share all the details with you so you can enjoy these 52 gifts, too. Hello, lovely. It's Valentine week, and sweetness is in the air. As I tend to do at the start of these episodes, I wanted to tell you about some of my reflections about working on this project and turning it into a podcast, which I have no business doing, but here I am. One of the things that kills me about recording an episode is then I'm thinking about it later and I'm thinking about all the things I should have said or important points that I should have made or that would have made my story better or made more sense. All I can think of when I do this is George Costanza from Seinfeld when he thinks of the perfect comeback like way after he leaves a meeting. He's like, yes, that's it. That's what I should have said. I'm trying really hard to just go with the flow on these recordings because if I spend too much time on each one, it's going to be unmanageable and then more likely to fall apart. So I don't go back and re-record later when I think of something better to say. But then that also leaves me feeling like I could have done a better job. For instance, in episode one, I mentioned a bunch of things that my Aunt Jen would do with us cousins for fun, and I talked about making up dance routines, but I didn't explain what I meant by that. If I was the listener, I would have been like, was she a choreographer? Like, what's going on there? (laughs) I should have said that we used to make up dance routines to popular songs in my grandparents' living room for hours on end. You can just imagine the cool moves we had for Paula Abdul's Straight Up. Come to think of it, Paula Abdul had the best songs for amateur choreographers. Maybe because she was a professional dancer first, so she wrote with a dancer's, like, creative mind. Anyway, I should have said all that in episode one, because it would have made more sense. And perhaps it would have reminded you about what you were spending your time doing in the late 80s when there was no internet. I think Aunt Jen and I were the OG TikTokers, basically. Anyway, I probably will always feel like I could have said things better or added more context to these episodes, but it'll just have to get added to the list of things that will hopefully improve over time. The fact is that I write a lot for my job. I write a weekly email, I write blog posts, I have been writing a book, I write a lot for my clients, or at least I help them write and edit. And so my brain thinks through my fingers. If there was an inside view of my creative process and thought processes, it would show the thoughts traveling down from my brain into my arms and out through my fingers onto the keyboard. It's like it takes that time and distance to formulate properly. But if I want thoughts and words to come out of my mouth, that's a much shorter distance to travel. And those ideas never really even leave the station. (laughs) They're on an express route from my brain 
to my mouth and hardly anything ever comes out the way I want it to or wish it would. It's just too fast. Plus, I know that I'm less articulate when I'm speaking than when I'm writing. So there's part of my brain that's like concerned about that. So I'm wasting brain power worrying about the fact that I don't speak as well as I write. And that just makes it worse. So for now, I guess I'm just George Costanza wishing I said this or that when I had the chance. All right, well, this week's gift was for Valentine's Day. Of course, I bought my husband a gift, which I'll mention in a future episode. And my kids got little treats and surprises as they usually do. But I also like to get my mom a gift as well. As she put in her card to me, I've been her Valentine since July 1st, 1976. Aww. But I don't like to get chocolate and flowers. Those are not usually my first choice for Valentine's gifts. If I can find something good and relevant that's not chocolate and flowers, then I try to do that instead. So this time, again, Uncommon Goods came through. (laughs) I feel like every month there might be a gift from Uncommon Goods because I really do find some cool stuff there. You just can't really deny that they have great items. This time I found a really nice scarf for my mom. It's like the decorative kind of scarf, not the winter kind. And normally a scarf wouldn't be something that I'd buy for my mom. She's not like a huge accessorizer or, you know, somebody that wears scarves all the time. But this one was particularly nice because besides being red for Valentine's, and obviously it was very beautifully made, it had a lovely little poem written all the way around the perimeter of the scarf. So it's not something that another person would be able to read if they were looking at her, but she would know what it says. And it was just so nice. The poem was really so appropriate for her too, and probably for many, many mothers in general. And even beyond that, the packaging was great. And I really appreciate good packaging. It was creative. This scarf came in a little box that was made to act like a fortune cookie. And it had like perforated lines down the center. So you could crack the box open to reveal the scarf or your fortune, whatever. So I just thought that that was really clever and it added a bit of something to the whole gift. So I'll tell you what the poem said that was printed on the scarf. It goes like this. Give unto yourself the same love you give those you care for. Give yourself the same attention you give to those you admire. Give yourself the same time you give to those you support. And know you are worthy to receive all that you give to others. The love you've shown me has impacted me forever. I love you, Mom. Isn't that sweet? I just, I think my mom thought the scarf was nice when she opened it, but she seemed to really love it after she read the poem that was around the outside. I just thought it was a really nice poem, and the poem makes it. And I actually think she will use the scarf. She wore it that day, and it looked really nice, and I think she will use it again. And so for that reason, I would say that this was 
another perfect gift. I'm curious to know what you do for Valentine's Day. Are you a super romantic that plans weeks ahead and makes reservations at somewhere great? Or are you the kind of person who really resists all the commercialized hearts and flowers kind of stuff? I feel like I go back and forth. It's kind of like Christmas. I feel a little bit grinchy half the time and then super into it (laughs) and loving it. Um, the other half of the time. So I feel the same way about Valentine's Day. Like I kind of resent the fact that I have to think about buying overpriced flowers and have all this chocolate around that I don't want to eat anyway and that nobody should be eating anyway. (laughs) But then also I love the idea of doing something nice and sweet and decorating a little bit and we don't go crazy but you know putting a little heart wreath on the front door and um, maybe some of those sticky gel things on the windows I just sort of can get into Valentine's Day and I guess it depends on the year some years are better than others I know that we've made cut out cookies and decorated them, you know, heart-shaped cookies, and um, we've had more elaborate plans than others. And then there's been years where my husband and I will just be like, let's wing it and see if we can find some place to eat and, you know, just show up and order their prefix menu at an exorbitant price and not care because it's Valentine's Day and that's what you do. But this year... It's kind of a happy medium. I feel like happy about Valentine's Day and not too begrudgingly against all of the commercialism about it and a little bit more into it. And so we have some reservations at a new place. It's a winery, so um, a nice vineyard. So I'm looking forward to checking that out because we haven't been there yet. You know, we have all given each other little gifts and of course there's more chocolate than anyone needs but it's okay I guess I'll cope oh and we only have one child left that trades valentines at school so that's still really cute I actually really like helping him get his valentines ready to send into class and then it's really cute to see the stuff that he brings home in his bag Um, there's you know of course little candies and all the little cards that bring me back to my childhood of preparing and receiving those little funky sayings with I don't know Scooby-Doo on them or Spongebob and, um, you know, little messages of nice things. And I think he also brings home like pencils and erasers and other little doodads that people send in instead of candy, which I always appreciate because there's just too much candy everywhere. There's too much candy. (laughs) Now it's time for the donation of the week. 
This week's donation went to earthquake relief in Turkey and Syria. I often try to make my donations local, as you may have noticed, but particularly in times of crisis, I really do think it's important to be a good global citizen as well. It's sometimes hard to know where to give money, though, for international causes. And I found a really helpful article through Forbes Advisor that outlines how to choose a reputable charity that's not in the U.S. and what to look for and what to avoid. I'm going to put that link in the show notes so you can check it out. Forbes also included in their article a short list of top-rated charities for earthquake relief that was according to Charity Navigator. So I looked at a few of them, and they were all nice, and they seemed very worthy and, you know, very great organizations. But ultimately, I went with one called Direct Relief. They provide humanitarian and disaster relief all over the world, but I directed my donation specifically to what they're doing for the earthquakes. And here's what Direct Relief's website says about what they're doing to help. Direct Relief is deploying medical supplies from its facilities in the U.S. and Europe for Turkey and Syria. More than 22 tons of medical aid has been staged or is being shipped for Turkey and Syria since the earthquake began. Items include medication to treat people with injuries and pre-existing medical conditions, such as field medic packs, antibiotics, and other essential medicines, as well as oral rehydration solutions and hygiene items for those displaced from their homes. The organization has also committed $3 million in financial support for response efforts in Syria and Turkey, and includes $100,000 of financial support to AKUT, the leading search and rescue team in Turkey, and $100,000 to the Syrian American Medical Society, which operates health facilities in northwest Syria treating patients impacted by the quake. So what they're doing is clearly helpful to all the people who have been suffering since the earthquake happened. And I was confident in my selection of where to send my donation because of the research that Forbes had done for me um, so that I could easily choose a reputable organization. I also want to mention, since I love a good online donation page, that Direct Relief does a really good job here too. The header on their donation page says, giving is good medicine. So that's a great little play on words. I got to appreciate that. Um, And then it also says, everything Direct Relief does, every person whose life is saved or improved, stems from an act of generosity that's purely voluntary. You don't have to donate. That's why it's so extraordinary when you do. That is short and simple, but really good copy, reinforcing that what I'm about to do is really important. So that's going to make me follow through on my gift. Like I'm not going to change my mind at the very last second. So that'll do it for gift number seven, a Valentine poem scarf for mom and a donation to direct relief to aid earthquake victims in Turkey and Syria. So let me hear from you. 
Do you love Valentine's Day? Do you have plans? Did you do amazing things? Do you hate Valentine's Day? (laughs) Tell me all about it. Also, what's up with Galentine's Day? I feel like every year this gets to be more and more of a thing. I personally, I'm into it. I will take any excuse to get together with friends. So, um, you know, count me in for Galentine's Day, 100%. But what do you think about it? Uh, I think love is in the air, so we should just go with it. All right. Take care. If you liked this episode, I thank you for giving it a shot, and I encourage you to share it with a friend. We could all use a little more positive content in our lives, eh? Also, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review. If you have questions or comments about this week's gifts, or if you have suggestions for future gift ideas or donations, I'd love to hear them. Email them to me at 52gifts at BernadetteMac.com. It's the number 52GIFTS at BernadetteMac.com. And be sure to check out the photos of each weekly gift at BernadetteMac.com forward slash 52gifts or on Instagram at 52giftspod. Support for this podcast is of the moral variety for now and is provided by three of my brilliant friends who have really encouraged me to go for it. Thank you, ladies. And 52 Gifts is produced and hosted by Bernadette Mack. Our writer is Bernadette Mack, with research provided by Bernadette Mack. Our editor is Bernadette Mack. Social media support provided by, you guessed it, Bernadette Mack. See you next week. Thank you, ladies.